On this episode of the Cutting Through the Noise podcast, Michelle and I joined together to talk about our new experiences as digital marketers and the difference between paid search and paid social advertising. Hey everyone, this is the Cutting Through the Noise podcast and I am Cassie and I'm here with Michelle. Hello. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so Michelle works with us here at Pintler Group. Maybe you can tell us about what you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my job title here at Pintler Group is the Paid Acquisition Specialist. Uh, so that basically is fancy words for me managing all of the um, paid campaigns that you mm-hmm. see, whether it's via uh, Google Obviously, through the search campaigns, video campaigns, um, just anything you see when you search anything in Google. Uh, and also Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, any kind of those uh, things that you pop up or, you know, when you're scrolling through your social media and it's like, hey, you should check out our product. Like, scroll right. through. Like, I'm the one who's in charge of When it says, posts. like, sponsored or something. Mm-hmm. Sponsored okay. posts. Cool. Yeah. So, earlier we were talking about how it's different whether you... Um, like boost a post or sponsor it? Will you tell us a brief difference? I don't know. I guess, are there like multiple different kinds? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's different ways. Um, I don't, I think sponsored still shows up for all of them. Okay. Uh, but for people who usually, there's a couple different ways that you can, um, I guess, boost these posts. Mm-hmm. Like they do have a Facebook button that literally from your Facebook uh, business page, you can just click the boost page and it's supposed to help you, um, you know, optimize whatever goal you're going for. So okay. if you want more likes, more engagements, you choose that goal. And Facebook will automatically keep showing that as a sponsored post. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, so I don't typically go that route where I select the boost post because sometimes um, it could add up more money than you are anticipating. Uh, yeah. So the way I like to do it um, is typically I'll just go in and I'll find posts on the Facebook page that have been posted organically uh, by whoever runs the page and try to find one that I think it's really going to appeal to a different either like when I'm retargeting a same audience or um, if I want to try and reach new followers, I'll just try to find a good post that really Mm -hmm. encompasses what the brand organization does. And I like to go in and just create a whole new campaign for it Yeah. in Facebook ads. So you just go in that way and um, it's super easy, but then that way you can at least choose how you want to, like how much money you want to put into it, like what's your goal again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can just kind of keep track of it better. Yeah. So I kind of like doing it that way. Okay. (laughs) So... Is this something that you did before you started working at Pillar Group? No, I'm okay. completely new to. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, my background's in marketing, um, and then I just obviously did my master's in analytics. Yeah. Uh, but that was more focused, like working with raw data and stuff, which obviously you can pull that stuff from these mm-hmm. platforms. Um, but no, this is this is a, a realm that I haven't dived into uh, professionally before, but I'm very much yeah. excited about it. It's fun. It's been yeah. Helpful. So we both jumped in full-time here at about the same time, not very long ago. So, um, and as you said, you didn't do this before. So what if, I don't know, what are some ways that you've been able to teach yourself sort of, or um, jump into a new skill set? Yeah, uh, well, the internet. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you feel the same on that? Mm-hmm. In terms of, yeah, I feel like a lot of, um, you know, I have a general idea of things, and mm-hmm. obviously, I talk to my coworkers, and I, I talk to um, 
you know, networks that I have that are also in this industry. Right. Just kind of bounce ideas off of them, but just kind of get the ball rolling with an idea and then doing a lot of searching to try mm-hmm. and find what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think something interesting about digital marketing is in other fields, it feels like you learn it kind of once and then you can master it. But sometimes in digital marketing, it's constantly changing. So even though we're new, I don't really feel like we're that far behind sometimes because yeah. so is everyone. <laughs> I would agree with that. To the new rules and yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, um, for me, that was one of the most appealing things about going into digital marketing is the fact yeah. that it is ever-changing and mm-hmm. it's not, you're not sitting here day in, day out, nine hours a day just doing the same thing. Like, right. You might have something that's, you know, um, consistent with your routine, but there's yeah. always a new challenge. There's always new avenues to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. even since we've started here at Pintler Group, there have been a bunch new like rules and technologies and things that you can use to yeah. accomplish our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. Um, yeah. So I guess I remember, Michelle, when you started, you spent a lot of time doing um, different things to learn about Google. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> um, well, for, you know, since we were both started about a couple weeks before we graduated college, mm-hmm. uh, it was a little overwhelming. But um, to be honest, the Google ad, ads and analytics platforms, it's very, it's easy to get overwhelmed in them. Yeah. There's just so many different ways that you can go in and optimize um, campaigns and just the types of campaigns yeah. that you can run. Uh, so luckily, what Google has put together is the Google Ads Academy. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially, it's a certification program that you can do completely free mm-hmm. and it just like walks you through all this stuff it takes quite a bit of time so sometimes you have to step away from your computer to take a break yeah I'm staring at it uh very heavy but. yeah and talk about something that's always changing I feel like Google mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's the definition of something that always changes <laughs> well it's funny too because uh, even Facebook um their ads manager like they're almost like sneaky with their changes like mm. they just put it like in a very small banner and sometimes you just kind of dismiss it and then you're like yeah. a month down the road and you're like wait where was that one like function I was trying to do and now I can no longer do it right. or it changed so yeah or they send you changing. like a link to a 300 page like <laughs> manual about the rules or something you're like awesome yeah you're kind of you're starting to dive into that too with how yeah. some of the, um, the rules and restrictions yeah of of advertising can, yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> I mean it's all for the good of I don't know the world <laughs> absolutely yeah but, some of the yeah. policies that they're trying to tighten up on are for the good yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think it's it is our responsibility too to be able to make sure that what we're putting out there is is ethical and it, it's right. um, representative of the brand, mm-hmm. and that you're not trying to uh, I don't know deceive anyone. Right, and I think in reality those are the campaigns that are most successful anyway because mm-hmm. people I don't know campaigns are successful if it's something people actually want or would use. Um, or it's so, relevant. Yeah, and ex, you know it's experiential. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, I agree. Yeah, transparencies. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else have we done in our first couple months? I guess, how are you feeling? Because you, what was your role when you were working part-time? Because so yeah. you just made the switch into email automation. Yeah. So when I was working part-time, I was focused more on our software as a service, um, which is Geofly. Yeah. And I was doing um, kind of more sales and client success on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going full-time, I've added in a lot more marketing, um, focus on email marketing and some social media. And then obviously... Uh, videos and podcasts and stuff. Um, it's fun because I get to do a lot of different things, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm definitely learning a lot about email marketing. And if you've listened to our other podcasts and videos, you'll probably hear a lot about email marketing because it's been like a hot topic lately for some reason. Yeah. But 
it's a yeah it's a useful um yeah I can't even think yeah it's just it's amazing what you can do with it yeah and it's different than paid I feel like because you're reaching people that have like said they're interested mm-hmm. explicitly which it's also frustrating when then you get like a five percent open rate and it's like <laughs> you signed up for this yeah why don't you want to yeah. look at my email <laughs> yeah so that's something that I am surprised by in marketing a lot is these like really low numbers that are actually good but if you didn't know you'd be like man i failed because I got eight percent of people to click on this link is that how you feel when looking at like ads and stuff Mm -hmm. you like send it to an audience of a million people and then like yeah (laughs) Yeah. very minimal return um yeah especially when you're doing um like search campaigns and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. I think like conversion rates and stuff or for like e-commerce yeah like you know you think uh you're reaching out all these people and it's like three percent of that population Mm-hmm. It's per, like three percent of the population that you're targeting that they purchase. Like that's a good conversion rate. Yeah. And when you hear the words three percent, you're like, oh, that doesn't sounds terrible. Seem like a good yeah. number at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but no kidding. Yeah. So when I think we were talking about this earlier, like the price of different types of um, advertising, whether it's like Google, search, um, I don't know, ads or Facebook or what that looks like. Um, And what we were talking about is how social media, you might get, you know, I don't know, a cost per click of like 30 cents, but then you go into Google and it's like $3 per click or something like that. Those are estimations, but, (laughs) um, and it can feel like the obvious answer to go with only social media. But what do you think about that? (laughs) I think when it comes to deciding which uh, channel you want to go through, you really do have to just sit down and think about, again, who your audience is, how much you're willing mm-hmm. to spend, and, you know, what are the overall goals that you're trying to achieve? Because, um, yeah, with Facebook, it, it is nice when you are, like, getting all these leads maybe in mm-hmm. or clicks and stuff, and it's at, you know, pennies, mm-hmm. as opposed to Google, where you're dropping, like, maybe $10 mm-hmm. on cost per clicks and that kind of stuff, which, you know, adds up yeah. really fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting because both, uh, both these channels have really good you know, or advantages to both. Mm-hmm. Um, Google is, you know, like 70% of searches worldwide. So, mm-hmm. And it's also people that are, um, like, actively looking for things. So, like, that's mm-hmm. where it's, you're really making your money. It's like, you know these people are searching Google mm-hmm. to find something. Maybe it's a product or a service. Yeah. And you're able to capture that audience. Um, yeah, like, so at a different point in the marketing funnel, I think is what we were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Facebook, it might more or less be you're just trying to get people to notice products or mm-hmm. services that maybe they didn't think that they needed. Yeah. But if you keep putting their eyes on it mm-hmm. and it's relevant to them, then you might start getting purchases that way. Yeah, you can get a lot more people to look at it mm-hmm. in a quicker sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, on both channels, it's awesome. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. we can do what you have been doing as well with email automation, but just the testing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really like what it has been a very fun part of it being mm-hmm. like, all right, like maybe for my Facebook ads, I'm going to, you know, test the same audience, but I'm going to try, you know, the same ad, but different imagery. Right. And seeing which performs better and just or all these different things, words or, or different whatever. Words. Yeah. 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 I also, something that I found working in this job with you is that email and paid can go well together, just yep. so interesting. And it makes me realize how I'm being targeted personally <laughs> on social media because I'm like, okay, so I went on their website and I saw this product and now I'm seeing a million ads on Facebook and I just got a reminder email or, you know, however that goes. And um, I think that's so powerful mm-hmm. and definitely makes you more aware of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. It's funny. It, yeah. Even 
you know, when you get into this work, it's funnier when you, you do start seeing more of these things. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm someone who has ran these campaigns mm-hmm. or I've, I've actively built these, this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then now I'm a, you know, a product of it. Yeah, or what about, <laughs> Michelle, when you see an ad that you are running yourself? You're like, oh, <laughs> oh I yeah. paid for that ad. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, I'm in know, the target audience, yeah. Exactly, especially with like Uptop. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, hey, that, I did that ad. Like, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, I know. That's really funny. Could you give us like three tips for choosing your target audience when you're making an ad? Oh, that's a good <laughs> If three or less <laughs> <laughs> all right when I'm trying to choose my audience well I think what I really want to do is I, I always spend some time like actually researching who mm-hmm. my client is like what's yeah. their organization and you know it's spending taking the time to talk to them too about you know because they've obviously been doing this for a while like asking them I'm like can you identify your audience yeah um, and then also finding out from them, like, well, all right, so here's maybe your main audience, but have you maybe considered branching off into, a, like, a similar right. one? Right, or people that you weren't expecting buying your product, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so really just, you know, taking the time to get to know your client's mm-hmm. audience and even just asking them for feedback was is always helpful. Yeah. Um, I always think of that. And then, I don't know, sometimes I just try to sit and imagine myself as a consumer of this product or service. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, if I was completely unaware of this organization – um, what would I be looking into? And then I maybe right. think about other demographics and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think, and then a lot of times it's just kind of putting some words out. I, I mean, yeah. on the, the Facebook platform's got a really useful tool where, you know, you can start targeting people based off of their interests and stuff mm-hmm. or what their job title is or where yeah. they live and that kind of stuff. And That's so super helpful. Yeah, sometimes you just got to just sit down and imagine yourself as a consumer mm-hmm. and then start thinking about the characteristics that are yeah. to it. So let's say I wanted to test like two different audiences on Facebook. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a worthwhile time period or campaign to do that for? Like if I just ran a campaign for like one day for each audience, is that going to give me any information? Not really. You're not going to get a, I mean, yeah. it, it comes down to gathering enough data. Um, okay. So that can, honestly, that can just depend. I feel like the standard for most people is, is 30 days, you know, okay. the month period. Um, yeah. But sometimes if you have, like, if you, you know, put out these two test campaigns uh, mm-hmm. or this campaign with two test audiences and one just starts performing better than the other, you can honestly yeah. start doing, like, a week-to-week to week kind of a thing. Right. Um, it really just depends on how much data mm-hmm. you gather. Yeah, and so that's kind of on the audience side. But then on the goal of the campaign, what are some examples of different goals people could have when they're advertising? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's sales, but what else? Yeah, I mean, so obviously purchasing, um, number of purchases. Uh, I mean, it could be as simple as just trying to, like for like Google search, uh, just getting people to click on your keywords. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you bid on these keywords that people are searching for, and if they click on your ad and it takes them to your client's website, like that could be a goal that you want. Like, yeah. I want to increase traffic to my website. Totally. Um, I mean, there's also landing pages, um, mm-hmm. how long people are spending on your websites. Yeah. Um, and then, so backing up, landing pages are the pages that, you know, when you click on an ad, which page does it take you to? It's the first, you know, yeah. content that your, your customer Yeah, sees. I'm glad you said that because when I first started working here, that was really confusing because I was like, why wouldn't you just use your homepage? But then if you think about maybe you have different events going on, maybe targeting a certain demographic that you want to show um, something really personal to, um, if this interests you, go look up GeoFly because that's what we do, <laughs> personalized websites. Based on um, location? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think that that's really cool, um, the different ways that 
you can give people what they want in an app. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think of all the times where I'm, you know, maybe you're trying to find a specific event or uh, for me, it's the menu for many restaurants. Oh, yes. Like, if I type in, like, a name of, or a, name of a restaurant and I see menu, like, I don't want to be taken to the homepage, to be oh, honest. So the menu pops up first and that's the landing page yeah. that I want to be directed to. That's a really good example because <laughs> I hate when I can't find a menu. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Um, that's funny. So, so yeah. I guess maybe I'll just ask you one more question. Okay. I want to know when you knew that you were just going to be a marketer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe tell me a little bit about previous work experience you've had or um, kind of what led you to where you are now. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, again, my background undergrad was uh, marketing and management. Yeah. And first I wanted to go into entertainment and then realized I didn't want to live in those mm-hmm. big cities. Um, and so I ended up just like sticking around in Montana and working in hospitality sales. Nice. And let me tell you, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I went I back to school. That. But um, yeah. I actually, I had friends when I was living in Portland, Oregon that worked for an agency out there and they were doing all this like cool analytic work and just their day to day just seems so unique. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I was saying earlier, earlier that um, your day's just not the same yeah. you know, every given day. So that really appealed to me. And the more I talked to my friends in the industry mm-hmm. and you know, based off of um, what I had learned, I was like, this would be a really interesting career. Mm -hmm. And so, and that kind of like led me down the path to be like, all right, maybe I'll explore analytics, you know, this master's degree and then use that in a career in digital marketing. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you go back to like high school, why did you decide to study marketing and management? Ugh, let's see. (laughs) I mean, if you don't know, the University of Montana, right? Yeah. Your undergrad Mm -hmm. here is, um, like the mark, the business school is really big. It's like the second biggest behind liberal arts, which liberal arts school is like obviously going to be huge <laughs> in a liberal arts college. But business school ha- is really well known, has the newest building on campus, I think, <laughs> all these things. So I think a lot of people end up there, even if they didn't mean to. But what, how do you feel about your experience? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I, I come from Spokane, Washington, which mm-hmm. is not too far away, but I just remember in high school, like my dad had friends out here and we would go snowmobiling and yeah. come out in the summer times and go fishing. And I was like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is where I want to be. That's cool. Um, so as far as a career, I didn't really know what I was yeah. doing out of high school. I was, was going to be a communications major right. and then quickly changed once I realized I don't make a lot of money <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah, it could be hard. Yeah. So then you just kind of landed in the business school and yeah, and then That's I was like, marketing went. would be cool. Again, I had a, yeah. the entertainment management program was appealing. Oh, yeah. Passion of mine is is concerts, going to shows, Totally. You were just telling me about stuff. all the concerts you have tickets yep. to. I'm like, ah, jealous. <laughs> yes, awesome. and I try to go to a music festival every year, a yeah. new one. So um, nice. it's definitely a passion of mine. So I think when I first started looking into marketing, I was like, well, how can I maybe try to make a career mm-hmm. out of a passion? And then from there, it just turns out I just really enjoyed the work for marketing. Itself. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I like um, talking to you because it's fun to listen to the different like passions and stuff we have on our team. Yeah. And I think that's a real benefit to our clients and people because, I mean, if they were to hire a marketing person, they would only get one of those things. Right. But then Mm -hmm. if they hire an agency similar to Pantler Group, they get all these people um, for like the same, you know, same type of work. So I think that's pretty sweet. Um, I don't know, Michelle, anything else? Any other nuggets of wisdom you want to give our audience? <laughs> I don't know if we can call it wisdom. Yeah. Though, no, I, we, I think I'm good. <laughs> Michelle and I share an, uh, an office, and we should probably just have these mics on all day. <laughs> yeah. We just, you know. Just back and forth. We sneeze a lot for mm. some reason. Surprised <laughs> I haven't sneezed yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was same. waiting for it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the LaCroix. It'll just keep, right. you, <laughs> keep, keep your sinuses clear. Yeah. Um, and we also tell each other, 
frustrating things about Facebook and MailChimp. So yes. <laughs> there you go. It's always nice to have someone to vent to about yep. things and work through problems. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Cassie. Yeah. Ask me questions. Yeah, I'll probably have you come and answer some more questions at another time when I think of more. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to think of some too. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>